0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, February 7, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Paul Simon, John Mahoney, Uma Thurman, Jim Carrey, DJ Khaled, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages.
2: I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom.
0: One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.
1: If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more of what's going on, click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number one. That's 347 347- 637 637 and press the number 1. Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook, just go to www.facebook.com slash Follow us on Twitter at That'sEntertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O And the number T And most importantly, follow me on Instagram Just go to T. Jones Gibbs That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY Is a rainy 30 degrees Before I get started with the show today I want you to tune in this Friday February 9th At 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific As I welcome back author, writer uh, publisher Selena Haskin. She's the uh, she's been on my show several times. She's the author of A River Move Forward. And yesterday was a long time ago. She's returning back to the show to talk about what's going on as far as the publishing industry goes—the good, the bad, the ugly—as well as celebrating her fifth anniversary in the business on Facebook. Actually, on uh, February 16th to 18th, from 12 noon to 10 p.m. each day. Uh, There will also be prizes and giveaways as well as uh, an opportunity to meet other people in the book industry. Also, you want to tune in on Saturday night, February 10th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern as I do my annual Valentine's Day show. Every year I do a music show where I uh, celebrate Lover's Holiday by uh, playing some of my favorite love songs and slow jams. So, again... Tune in this Friday prime time edition of That's Entertainment as I welcome back my guest Selena Haskin, and uh, also tune in Saturday night at ten thirty p.m. as we celebrate Valentine's Day twenty eighteen. Well, without further ado, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, Paul Simon is the latest rock legend to say to hang up uh, to say that he is retiring from uh, touring. I'll tell you the latest. Uh, we just lost another television personality, actor John Mahoney, who who played Martin Crane for 11 seasons on Frasier. He died in Chicago this past Sunday. Uh, Uma Thurman is opening up about that infamous car crash on the set of Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Uh, she goes in to elaborate what actually happened about that car crash and People are saying that uh, it was alleged that uh, she had blamed Quentin Tarantino for the car crash because she didn't want to do the scene. She wasn't comfortable with driving the car. But uh, Quentin has uh, has come forward to tell his side, and you'll be surprised what he, he talked about. Also, Jim Carrey is back in the news, and he's saying if, if you are a fan of Jim Carrey, you follow him on social media or you, are, you like his Facebook page, well, he's getting ready to leave altogether, and I'll tell you why. And also, we got some bad news to report for uh, DJ Khalid. Uh, apparently, a member of his uh, family just got killed. Uh, over the weekend. I'll tell you the, uh, more about that. So, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about story of the week. Hit it! All right, uh, live radio. <laughs> Every time, you gotta be on cue. You gotta be on cue. But without further ado, let's talk about Mr. Paul Simon. Apparently, um, you know, if you're Paul Simon, there Are 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Remember that famous hit? That was one of his hits uh, in the 70s. And 29 Ways to Say Goodbye to Your Fans. The Hall of Fame singer-songwriter announced on Monday that his upcoming tour, will, which include 29 concerts across North America and Europe, will be his last. Simon said that the touring takes away from time spent with his wife and family This distracts from the joy of playing, he wrote. The death of his close friend and lead guitarist Vincent uh, Nguyeny was also a contributing factor in his decision. Luckily for Simon fan he said he won't stop performing altogether. The singer said he plans to still play live occasionally and donate those earnings to various uh, uh, philanthropist uh, organizations, particularly those whose objective is to save the planet. Now, his Homeward Bound, the Farewell Tour, kicks off on May 16th in Vancouver and wraps up July 15th at the High Park BST Festival in London. Simon is the latest musical artist to announce his retirement from touring following Elton John, Neil Diamond, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, and Slayer. Uh, I think uh, Ozzy Osbourne just announced... uh, this, he also announced uh, right after Paul Simon that he was also retiring uh, from touring as well. You know, these rock stars—they're getting old. They're getting up in age, and you, apparently they're saying we can't do this anymore. But luckily for you, Paul Simon's fans, he said he will—he uh, won't stop playing altogether. But every now and then, uh, he will play occasionally, and he will donate those earnings. John Mahoney, best known for playing Martin Crane on the 11 seasons of Frasier. He died in Chicago on Sunday while in hospice care. Mahoney played the father of Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce character during the show run on NBC from 1993 to 2004. He won a SAG Award and received two Emmys and two Golden Globe nominations for his work on Frasier. He was also a mainstay of Chicago Theater Community and a Tony winner in 1986 for his work on Broadway and John Guar, The House of Blue Leaves. From 2011 to 2014, Mahoney had a recurring role on Hot in Cleveland as Roy, the love interest of Betty White character Elka. He was much praised for his performance as an anguished CEO in the psychological counseling on season two of HBO In Treatment in 2009. Mahoney worked in films for more than 35 years, appearing in classics like The American President, Moonstruck, In the Line of Fire, and Say Anything, along with voicing animated characters in the Ants and Atlantis films. He also had a guest spot in a number of TV shows, including Cheers, The Forerunner of Frasier, although he played a different character, and Third Rock from the Sun. Born in Blackpool, England, the actor started his career in theater and continued to return to the stage, appearing in prelude to A Kiss on Broadway and the outgoing Tide and the birthday party in Chicago after Frasier ended. And he also came to the U.S. at the age of 19. He taught English at Western Illinois University, he was already in his late 30s when he began working with Chicago Steppenwolf Theater, The Assembly, which needed an actor who could play older roles. Mahoney never married and he had no children. He was 77 years old. Kelsey Grammer um, this morning is morning, Mr. John Maloney. Uh, the loss of his TV dad. The Frasier star provided a brief but heartfelt response to uh, his death, and again, who played Martin Crane on the long-running sitcom. He said, quote, he was my father, and I loved him. Unquote. Uma Thurman is opening up about her now infamous car crash on the set of Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill to elaborate on the circumstances surrounding the dangerous stunt, the actress now 47 has taken to her Instagram account to share the footage of the horrific car crash that happened during the filming of the martial art film in 2002. Previously, Thurman seemingly slammed Tarantino in an interview with the New York Times published over the weekend. She claimed that the famed filmmaker had failed to protect her from a car accident during the filming of the 2003 movie after he insisted she perform a stunt driving. Sequence she was uncomfortable with but now the Oscar nominated actress revealed that Tarantino was remorseful after the accident and that she believed there was no malicious intent behind his actions now Quentin Tarantino is now opening up about the car crash that nearly killed her just hours after Thurman shared the footage of the accident the 54 year old filmmaker admitted that he is guilty for putting her in the car but not the way that people are saying in a new interview with Deadline, Tarantino goes on to say, uh, to tell the site that he did not force the Oscar nominated actress to drive the car during the filming of that film, and he truly believed it would be safe. Tarantino noted that while they are still unsure what caused the crash, it may have been in part due to a last minute change in the car direction on the path. Tarantino said, a quote of the accident it was heartbreaking. He said, quote, beyond one of the biggest regret of my career, it is one of the biggest regrets of my life, unquote. And Jim Carrey is saying goodbye to Facebook after learning that the social media network profited from Russian interference in our election. Taken to Twitter on February 6th, the comedian revealed that he deleted his Facebook page and dropped his his stock in the company. In addition, he urged others users to do the same. In a longer statement, Carrie said that the United States enjoyed a geographical advantage in the world with oceans on both sides to protect it. However, social media had created a cyber bridge, cyber bridges over which Those who do not have our best interests in mind can cross, and we are allowing it. No wall is going to protect us from that, unquote. Facebook has been at the center of controversy for months for uh, for spreading propaganda and fake news during the 2016 presidential election. The social media giant confirmed last September that it has provided Congress with over 3,000 ads that were linked to a Russian ad uh, agency during the election time period. Now um you know he has some kind of uh he in other words he's trying to encourage more people or encourage more oversight by the owners of the social media platform. Uh he said that the the easy access had been more uh if if they had to, if the, if this easy access had to be more responsibly handled, he said we would need to have more active or activist investors to send a message that responsible oversight is needed, so he's saying you know we we need a world now that is we need to be more i guess you could say more less cap i guess he he's saying we need to be capitalism with a conscience, in other words. So do you agree with Jim Carrey? Do you think that we should be following his lead? Should we get rid of, say goodbye to Facebook because of what had happened with Russia interference in the election and that Facebook helped spread this propaganda that caused Donald Trump to win? Give me a call. The calling number is 347-637-2656. And press the number 1, again, that's three four seven six three seven two six five six. and do you happen to agree with what, what he is saying? Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, I give you the Lays in Entertainment and Celebrity News right here live from New York City. If you want to know more about the show, you are a member of Blog Talk Radio, just click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and it will send you a reminder via email or on your phone when I broadcast live. If you can't listen to the show in its entirety, you can always go back and listen to the show on its archives. We also post the show uh, the, the, uh, the podcast on our Facebook page on our Twitter page and also you can also check us out on uh, Stitcher.com that's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com it's a website with over 90,000 plus uh, radio shows and podcasts just type in That's Entertainment online radio in the search box and you can listen to the show on that site as well well, we got some bad news to report concerning DJ Khaled. According to authorities, Jonathan Tuck, the 25-year-old brother of Khaled, Khaled, DJ Khaled's fiance, Nicole Tuck, was shot in the face after he allegedly showed up at a Bronx apartment Sunday to buy weed. The apartment was less than a mile from Tuck's home. He allegedly got into an argument there and was shot. He was taken to a hospital where he died. Law enforcement sources said that a 34-year-old man was taken in for questioning about the incident. Khaled and Nicole has a son Assad, who was born in 2016. In more positive DJ Cali news, uh, he is cashing in again on his social media savvy with a new gig at Weight Watchers. Recently, Cali announced his partnership with the company as its new social media ambassador and the newly launched campaign WW Freestyle. Khaled will use his social channels to share his weight loss experience and tips by using Weight Watcher's Smart Point system. The Smart Point system provides members with a list of healthy food options, each with a specific amount of points to help monitor their food consumption. For Khaled's first Weight Watcher video, the artist was given a 40-point limit for the day, and throughout the day, Khaled documented each of his meals and how many points he used. Good for DJ Khaled. And Grammy Award-winning artist Bruno Mars is heading back out on the road for the finale leg of his 24K Magic World Tour, and he's bringing raptress Carly B along with him. Bruno Mars will take one last victory lap for his grammy sweep in 24K Magic when the singer hits the road for the finale leg of the 24K Magic World Tour with Mars' finesse remix partner Carly B along as a special guest. Now, of course, Carly B will be hanging with him because of the off-the-chain success of Mars Finesse remix that featured her on it. On Friday, the day the announcement was made, Mars said that the North American leg would hit up Boston, Brooklyn, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, Nashville, Newark, Philadelphia, St. Paul, Toronto, and Tulsa. As far as Cardi B is concerned, her brand continues to grow. As we reported earlier, she was also cast in a commercial for Amazon, which was aired during the Super Bowl. By the way, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. Job well done. And she will also be tapped to perform at the upcoming 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. And speaking of Cardi B, um, she might need some extra security when she hits Los Angeles from now on. The Raptors have found herself becoming the target of threats from apparent gang members after allegedly dissing the notorious gang, the Crips, on Instagram. She claimed to have been a member, well, she Cardi B claims she have been a member of the rival gang, Bloods posted on a photo-sharing site. A, she, she's, on, she's on this uh, site where she's wearing this blue fur coat. And she wrote, I hate wearing flu, F-L-U-E, but this coat was too popping, unquote. Blue is the color of the crib, but it was her choice of word flu that had her in serious hot water. Flu is the word that the Blush use instead of blue, so they don't have to say the name of the color associated with their bitter enemies. Now, according to TMZ, her post was soon flooded with threats from apparent gang members. One uh, person uh, said, at Cardi B, this will not be accepted, hashtag don't come to L.A., one person warned her, and another angry user said, quote, now why you go and do this F-S? I, you know, Cardi, Cardi, this is literally West Coast suicide. They call her the B word. Better get hashtag neutral. Now, Cardi has since deleted the caption. She turned off the comment section. The 25-year-old rising star is due to perform at the NBA All-Star Game in LA next week, but it remains to be seen whether the threat will affect her schedule in the city. The outspoken raptress who is engaged to Migos rapper Offset, recently revealed that the postpone uh, that they postponed their fall 2018 wedding because they want to focus on their careers. Girl, Cardi B, you better be careful. Uh, you know, I don't. You don't take those threats too lightly. Now she's going to have to double up on security. It's crazy. It's a mess. Days after actress uh, Kim Cattrall announced the ultimate death of her brother, her Sex and the City co-stars are putting aside their ongoing feud with the actress to give their condolences. Cattrall co-stars Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon joined the uh, chorus of hundreds who took to social media to show their support for her during this difficult time. As previously reported, the 61-year-old star asked her followers to help earlier this week when her brother Christopher went missing. Hour later, she posted an image of her posting, uh, I should say, posing with her brother, announcing that he had been found dead. Now Parker was the first Sex and City actress to comment on the post, sharing a brief note of condolences with Cottrell. Uh, she said, "Quote, dearest Kim, my love and condolences to you and yours, and Godspeed to your beloved brother." That's what she wrote. Cynthia Nixon said soon after, quote, Hey, Kim, such awful news. So sorry to hear. Sending you love, XO. Unquote. Later in the day, Cottrell posted a follow-up in which she thanked both for fans and co-stars for their kind words. She said, quote, I would like to thank my fans, friend, and my Sex and the City colleagues for the outpouring of support for myself and family over the past 72 hours. The well wishes from the star come as the entire cast of the hit HBO series is in battle in a very public war of words. As previously reported, Cottrell told Pierre Morgan that she was never anything but professional coglies with the other girls on the show during an October 2017 interview. The quote also came with a confession that she turned down the chance to reprise her role as Cynthia Jones in a third Sex and the City movie. It's worth noting that even in her thank you post, she referred to the ladies her as her colleague and not friends. Mm. And the magic is going to be over for once upon a time after seven uh, seven years and 156 episodes. The ABC Fantasy Series is set to end its run after the current season seven. It comes after some regular cast members including Jennifer Morrison, Rebecca Madar, Jennifer Goodwin, Josh Dallas, and Emily DelRaven exit the show at the end of season six. Following the departure, the show underwent a major reboot in Season 7. A slew of new characters are introduced with Andrew J. West and Allison Fernandez, among others, starring. Starring Lena Parillo, Robert Carlyle, and Colin O'Donohue, Once Upon a Time returned for the second half of its final season on Friday, March 2nd at 8 p.m. on ABC. Uh, Right now we have uh, almost uh, 25 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and uh, celebrity news. If you're just tuning in, don't forget to tune in this Friday. We have two primetime edition shows on Friday uh, that's February ninth at seven PM Eastern. I'm going to be welcoming back author Selena Haskin. Selena has been on our show quite a few times to promote uh, some of her books. Uh, you know her for books like uh, A River Move Forward, and yesterday was a long time ago. But well, she's returning to the show and talk about the public, uh, the publishing industry as it's. Uh, the publishing industry or the book industry, as well as celebrating her fifth anniversary in the business. She's going to be on Facebook on February 16th to the 18th. From 12 noon to 10 p.m. each day, they're going to be giving away prizes as well as meeting other people that's in the book industry. We're going to be talking about the good and the bad and the ugly when it comes to the publishing industry. And if it's something that you'd be interested in or you're looking for to publish in a book, this might be the show for you. Again, that's on Friday, February the 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern as I welcome my special guest back to the show, author Selena Haskin, and also tune in Saturday night, February tenth at ten thirty p.m. for my annual Valentine's Day show. Every year, I do a music show uh, where I celebrate uh, lovers' holiday. Where I play some of my favorite love songs and slow jams from the R&B genre. So if you don't have anything to do and you want to just take a moment to chill, relax, have a glass of wine, color up. It's you know it's February. It's cold. It's snowy. Just Katuna, if you want to listen to some nice soothing music or hang out with that special someone, and that's Saturday again. At February, uh Saturday, February tenth, at ten thirty p.m. right here on BlogTalkRadio.com. All right, uh, coming up in the let's see, in the next half hour, uh, I'm going to be talking about um, uh, Kylie Jenner. She just welcomed her first child a baby girl with rapper boyfriend Travis Scott well you know she was laying low for quite a bit she didn't want to talk too much about her pregnancy but now she's uh ready to share all the details about her newborn daughter I'll tell you what she said and Timberland has filed a lawsuit against a man who is illegally living in his Miami mansion I'll tell you more about that and uh, more information has surfaced about former Temptation lead singer Dennis Edward. If you uh, recall, Dennis Edward had passed away last Thursday, February 1st, just two days short of his 75th birthday. And now there's been um, these uh, alleged accusations that his wife, Brenda Edward, might have something to do with his death. I'll tell you more about that. And also, Mary J. Blige gives an in-depth interview with New York Magazine. She um, she braces the cover, and she looks stunning. And she gets raw and real about overseeing her finances. I'll tell you what she said. And Tabor Braxton can add actress to her resume. She's uh, just got a new job Uh, She's shooting her first film I'll tell you more about that All those stories and more coming up After the music break So stay tuned Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. about 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Troy Savan and My, My, My. Before I went to the music break, I was telling you that uh, Kylie Jenner who welcomed her first child, a baby girl, with rapper boyfriend Travis Scott on Thursday, February the 1st, she refused to comment on her pregnancy until the little one was born, but she is now sharing all the details about her newborn daughter. The 21 uh sorry, the 20-year-old keeping up with the Kardashian star had just taken to her Instagram account to announce the name she has given to her new baby along with a cute photo of her holding the little girl's finger. Kylie simply writes in the caption, "Stormy," complete with an angel emoji. In the cute little pic, of baby Stormy, who is a bundle, who is bundled up like in this cute little pink outfit, can be seen sound asleep as she clutches her reality TV star mom perfectly baby pink manicured thumb. A proud grandparent, the Kardashian-Jenner family matriarch, Kris Jenner, confirmed the name of her precious granddaughter. Taken to her own Instagram account, the 62-year-old reality TV star reposts Kylie's pics and writes in the caption, Meet my precious granddaughter, Stormy. I love you endlessly, unquote. Kylie announced Stormy's arrival on Sunday, confessing to her online devotees to having... Pr- being pregnant and giving birth by sharing a touching message on Instagram and a 11-minute emotional YouTube video chronically, chronically her pregnancy journey and uh, the uh one, uh one of the uh You know, one of the Dancing with the Stars live light up the night tour buses was involved in a fatal car crash on an icy highway outside of Amos, Iowa, during a snowstorm on Monday, February fifth. The bus crashed on a stretch of I-35 around noon on Monday. The The Iowa State Patrol confirmed. There was a traffic accident involving up to 70 vehicles in Iowa around noon on Monday. One person died in the accident while five others were critically injured. Fortunately, some of the cast and crew members of Dancing with the Star only suffer minor injuries and are all fine. Wow. Timberland has filed a lawsuit against a man who is illegally living in the Miami mansion he's trying to sell. The music producer reportedly put the property on the market last month for $3.39 million. According to the report, he secured a buyer named William Zamora. Zamora was, alo- was allowed to live in the house during the escrow. However, the, sales apparently fell, the sale of the house apparently fell through, which had resulted in Timberland filing a a lawsuit claiming Zamora is staying in the house illegally and this is by uh this is according to the jasminebrand.com Timberland has been attempting to sell the home since his recent divorce Zamora had countersued claiming he can't buy the home because there was a like a lien on the property meanwhile Timberland said he can't sell it if someone is already living in it And more information has surfaced regarding the life, death, and health of former Temptation lead singer Dennis Edwards. Edwards passed away at a Chicago-area hospital on Thursday, February 1st, 2018, just two days short of his 75th birthday. It has since been shared by Dennis' wife, Brenda Edwards, that the singer died from complications from meningitis. And speaking of Brenda, it's now being reported that she's being investigated by the Chicago police for allegation of abuse against the Grammy Award winning with the Temptation singer shortly before his death. Dennis, a rock and roll hall of fame inductee, had lived in the St. Louis area for more than 30 years after having been born in Alabama and raised in Detroit. Now, according to St. Louis Today, court documents filed by an Adult Protective Services investigator allege that weeks before the singer's death, Brenda Edwards abused her husband. An investigator with the Healthcare Consortium of Illinois father protection order request on behalf of Dennis Edwards January 12th in Chicago where the couple lived together before his death. Now, the document alleged that Brenda had attempt get this, attempt to suffocate the 74-year-old by holding his head face down on a bed. The investigators also accused Brenda Edwards of talking... Or, I should say, taking her husband hearing aid from him, and this is according to a petition for an order of protection. The document also said that Edward was bedbound and immobile. Dennis Edward was uh, removed from the home because of medical issues, according to the January twelfth document. An emergency protective order against Brenda Edwards was granted January 18, bearing from her contact with Dennis Edwards. A hearing that would have allowed Brenda Edwards to respond to the allegation was scheduled for Friday, but was canceled after the uh, after her husband's death the day before. Now, the protective order was va- uh, 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 it was vacated on Friday after Dennis Edwards' death. Brenda disputed the allegation in a brief statement released this past Monday night. She said, quote, I love Dennis, and we were married for 18 years. I I would have never done anything to harm him. These allegations are false and defamatory and will be proven as such until this is all over. I have no further comments, unquote. Now, the Chicago Police Department confirmed Monday that there's an open criminal investigation into the matter. Until recently, Dennis and Brenda Edwards lived in North St. Louis County, and the property records show the house remained listed in Dennis' name. Now, the couple recently moved to Chicago to seek better health care, according to Dennis Edwards' daughter, Denise Edwards. Wow, those are some serious allegations, serious allegations. Who knew? Who knew that this poor man allegedly was abused by his wife? But again, these are allegations, so we've got to follow this story. Uh, Mary J. Blige gave an in-depth interview with New York Magazine, where she graces the cover and reveals that she is now handling her financial business which is something her ex, Kendu Isaac, used to oversee. She told the publication she never wanted to do all that stuff, but after what she'd been through and the mess that she's in, she's like, I'm going to be the overseer of all things finance. Now, after separating from Kendu, Bly discovered that she owed millions to the IRS. A judge also had ordered her to pay him $30,000 a month in spousal support. The Grammy-winning singer recently garnered an Oscar nomination for her role in Mudbound, as well as another mention for original song for Mighty River. Blige was filming the D. Reese directed drama while she was separating from Isaac, and their marital woes help her channel the emotion needed for the production. New York Magazine 2018 Spring Fashion Issue featuring Mary J. Blige is on newsstand now. And Tamar Braxton popped up on Instagram to let everyone know she got a new job. That's right. The singer emerged from headlines about her messy marriage to Vincent Herbert with news that she's currently shooting her first film. She said, quote, I'm so happy, honored, and blessed to be shooting my very first movie. OMG, I'm having a blast. And, uh... That's what she wrote in the caption of the photo from the set showing her in a waitress uniform. No further information was given regarding the film title, studio, or her character, which appeared to be named Celia, based on her waitress name tag. Tamar follows in the footstep of her older sister, Toni Braxton, who just appeared in the Lifetime original movie, Fate on the Fire, as the real-life single mother from Georgia who stopped a gunman from shooting up in elementary school and Coco from SWV is ending her 15-year marriage to musician Mike Clemens. The couple met in 1995 when Clemens worked as a drummer for the R&B trio. The two kept things professionally during the group's heyday but later married in 2003. The couple has one son, Jaylene. Now Coco, who's 47, delivered the sad news on her personal website hotcoco.com under the title After the Love Has Gone. She said, quote, We always thought we'd be together through the good, the bad, the ugly, the up and downs. We'll still be married, but things don't always work out the way we planned or hoped. After 15 years of marriage, my husband and I have decided to call it quits. Our fairy tale has come to an end. I'll definitely miss him, but life goes on, and I have to make the best of it. I wish him all the best in the future. I pray that he will lack nothing. For the sake of our son, we will do our best to co-parent. We're not enemies. We're just two people that fell out of love. And uh, she also mentioned that uh, she's afraid how, how her life. She's she's afraid about divorce. She's scared of divorce. How life is going to be after divorce, I should say. But she has to be strong for her son, and she's going to surround herself with a, a great group of her family and friends. And she's hoping that every, her family and friends will hold her down during this difficult time in her life. And uh, she's ready for the next venture in her life. So uh, we wish her the best of luck. We wish them both the best of luck because divorce is never easy. Taraji P. Hansen had cut ties with her manager, Vincent Cerishioni, following recent claims of sexual misconduct against him and this is according to Variety. Henson's decision followed a Washington Post article that detailed allegations of sexual harassment against the manager from nine women. Henson had previously told the Post she never had any issues with her manager on any level. She, uh, He totally respects her. The nine women who claimed uh, Sirichioni, Sexually harassed them, said he promised to launch their careers in exchange for sexual favors. Multiple women also say he would re- reference his role in boosting the careers of Henson and former client Holly Berry to convince them to perform sexual acts. In a statement, he. Um, who has uh, since shut down his management agency, he denied the allegation. Now, Halle Berry has also responded to the claim, writing on her own Instagram post, quote, I'm deeply hurt and I want these women and countless others to know I see you, I hear you, you matter, I will fight for you, unquote. In the Instagram response to the allegations on Friday, Henson wrote, quote, I feel saddened, disappointed, and ashamed. The news about my manager, Vincent Siricione, has shocked, hurt, and offended, and yet again put professional women in a position to not trust the men they work with, unquote. Yeah, this guy, them, uh, Halle Berry and Taraji P. Henson, former manager, Vincent Siricione, would brag to women who – up-and-coming actresses or women who wanted to get into the business – he would use Taraji and Halle Berry's name to get these women as clients, but in exchange to, for, to, he wanted to promise to launch their careers in exchange to having sex with them. And get this, nine of the women, all the women, the nine women are all women of color. I think eight African-American and one Asian woman. And uh, this is terrible, right? On the and this whole time they didn't see anything. Holly Berry even said that she didn't know anything of, of such. He he always was respectable respectable to her. Um, he never tried anything with her. It, everything was cool. Never knew. Same thing with Taraji. But you know, that it goes to show you—you never know. You never know. You'd never know anything about a person until you, you know, get to find out their past and things that they do under your nose. So Uh, right now we have here uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the uh, last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
2: Take a seat, right over there. Sat on the steps. say leave the cabinets are bare, and I'm unaware of just how we got into this mess. Got so aggressive, I'm no weak man. I'll get invention so pull me.
1: new hit single, The Middle. Alright. We only have about uh about ten minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh Buster Rhymes and Missy Elliott are back together again for another collabo. and this time they brought Kelly Rowland to sample along for the ride. Busta and Missy had appeared on each other albums since the late 90s, including Busta's intro and outro to Missy's 1997 classic, Super Duper Fly. On the heels of their Doritos Super Bowl commercial, where the two rappers trained Morgan Freeman and Peter Dinklage in the art of fast rap, Buster Link backed up with Missy for his latest track, the booming Kelly Rowland samples "Get It," which will be uh, which is already released. It was released on February second. And Trevor Jackson, currently starring starring in the uh, freeform comedy Grownish, will step into the title role of young blood priest, while Jason Mitchell of Showtime's "The Shy" will play his business partner Eddie. Sony has yet to comment on the latest casting. A director K, am uh, sorry, director X will helm the re-imaging of the 70 cult classic that follows a cocaine dealer who tries to cure, secure one more deal before getting out of the business. And uh Rapper Future, he will curate Superfly's soundtrack and also produce the film alongside Joel Silver with Stephen R. Shore, Matthew Hirsch, Hal Sadoff, and Aaron Osh, serving as executive producer. Superfly, which is currently filming in Atlanta, is set for a June 15, 2018 release. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson set the star in And the executive produced The Titan Game A new physical competition series Inspired by his favorite show American Ninja Warrior Johnson made the announcement during his appearance On the post-Super Bowl edition of The Tonight Show Starring Jimmy Fallon In each episode uh, Competitors from across America Will step inside an arena And put themselves to the ultimate test By facing one of six reigning Titans If a contender can defeat one of the existing Titans, they will take the place as a member of the elite Titan group. Once one becomes a Titan, they will need to be victorious every week to remain at the top. The season finale will end with an epic battle where the Titans compete against one another in hopes to become the last male and female standing. NBC ordered 10 episodes of the series from Johnson and Danny Garcia's 7 Buck production along with American Ninja Warrior producers A. Smith & Company and Universal Television Alternative Studio and Justin Timberlake opened up about the that controversial moment he paid tribute to Prince at the Super Bowl 52 halftime show in Minneapolis on Sunday night. Timberlake sat down with Jimmy Fallon to dish on the performance, which Fallon called one of the best halftime performances of all time. Following the big game in Timberlake's 13-minute performance, the singer shared a video image of Prince with whom he shared a duet to uh, the song I Would Die For You. Now Prince previously said that he thought the posthumous hologram was the most demonic thing imaginable in a 1998 interview with Guitar World Magazine. The tribute to Prince on Sunday Night Show uh, brought back, like comments back into focus while there was no, Three. There was no three-dimensional hologram of Prince on stage, but Lake still faced major backlash on Twitter. Now, Prince's former collaborator, co-collaborator, Sheila E., she even tweeted ahead of the show that she heard from Timberlake himself that he would not be doing a hologram of Prince. Now, Justin Timberlake, uh, best halftime performance of all time following the big game. Uh, in the 13-minute performance, the singer shared the video image of Prince and he said that that in that I guess he he wanted to Timberlake said that he wanted to do something special for the for the city of Minneapolis, and he thought that a tribute to Prince would have been the coolest thing, and he wanted to do it right, but apparently people was not feeling it, um, you know, uh, Sinbad. Uh There were several people that went on Twitter that said they was not filling it he got he faced a lot of major backlash on twitter uh even Sinbad had wrote uh he called Justin Timberlake a punk ass and he said that uh it it was cool. Until you pull that Prince BS, he said that you dissed Prince on the track of yours and you dissed him on stage when you lowered the mic stand on stage when Prince won an war later for your ass. And then Adam Best said that the Prince tribute wouldn't have been cool except Prince specifically said he didn't want that, right, even in death. Prince continued to be misunderstood. So, he, yeah, he, he faced a lot of backlash, but Timberlake stood by his decision to honor Prince. And um, he, and in the moment, he said that he always been a fan of Prince. He he finds that Prince was the pinnacle of musicianship, and when he decided that this he wanted to do this for the city of Minneapolis, he he wanted to show that this was something special, and. Aside from what he is all over the world, he's referring to Prince, he just wanted to do something for the city and something for him, and that would be the ultimate homage to what he considered the greatest of all time of musicians, so. And uh, a lot of folks are not happy with Raven Simone again in the wake of her reposting a pic with harsh comments about some of the biggest names in hip hop. The photo featured industry heavyweights such as Jay Z, Diddy, T.I., and and others at the Rock Nation Grammy party last week. This is what the caption read: "It said, quote, a group of so-called successful black men who became rich and famous through." Perpetuating the worst black stereotype to the ears and eyes of the entire planet," unquote. Simone has since deleted the post. She came back to social media later to double down and defend her original post. And this is what she said on Instagram. She said uh, she deleted my she deleted the post. No, this is what uh, Ti had said. Um, he said that uh, well. TI and Trey song, songs wasted no time in clapping back at her but uh, surprisingly they took the high road um uh yeah i think Raven said that she's, uh, she uh, she said that she's going to delete the post because the comments were not something she wanted her underage followers to look at and she said i'm deleting because i don't believe in what i said so she kind of flip-flopped um what she meant by that is that she was saying that these rappers got rich off of, off of uh, showing women in their videos in a negative light. You know, being these strippers and popping their booties and you know being disrespectful to women in their videos. And that's what she. That was the whole concept of what she was saying. But she went back and said, you know what, well, I'm going to delete this because I have younger fans, so I'm just going to take it all. But T.I. and uh, Trayson called her a clown, and T.I. said, uh, uh, you know, he just said something more positive. He didn't feedback on it. But, uh, yeah, Raven-Symone, she's not scared to tell, go real and raw when, when it comes to her her." Uh, Social media posts But uh, that's what she said And uh, producers of the NBC Hit reality series America Got Talent Are reporting ready To kick Mel B to the curb And replace her with Academy Award nominee Queen Latifah. Production sources tell TMZ that Mel has been combated behind the scenes, far worse than viewers have seen her act on screen. And if you don't want to watch the show, then you're probably going to miss the moment she feuded on camera with uh, Simon Cowell, tossing a drink at him. The outburst came after he compared a contestant's performance to Mel's honeymoon: lots of anticipation, but not uh, lots of anticipation, but no delivery. Of course, think but uh, uh, Simon is good for being sarcastic. Um, he's not the uh, Mel B is not the only judge he got sarcastic with. But at the time, she was in the midst of a divorce from her estranged husband Stephen Belafonte, and producers also think she comes with too much baggage following the intense divorce from her ex. Uh, they said they want to replace her with uh, Queen Latifah by next season, but there's a bit of an issue because Queen Latifah is under contract with the Fox series star. So uh, American Got Talent judge audition begins in five weeks, so uh, stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, Thank you for tuning in this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again, and make sure you tune in this Friday at seven p.m. where I re- welcome back my special guest, author Selena Haskin, and also tune in Saturday night at ten thirty p.m. Eastern where I do my pre-Valentine's Day show to celebrate lovers' holiday. So you want to check it out then? Well, that will do it for me this week, and. Uh, Tune in next time, and uh, you stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.